Hey everyone, and welcome back to SVN On The Go. I'm Julian Banuelos. And I'm Garrick Weir. Thank you for joining us for this episode of SVN On The Go. Today's a very special episode where we are covering everything related to ICSE Recon 2019. But first, a few housekeeping notes for all of our SVN advisors. First off, take a look at your email. You should have an email from our marketing team outlining how to reserve tables at the SVN booth for meetings. Next, how to submit properties to be a featured listing. And finally, how to get your ICSC email signature match. The SVN booth will be located in the central hall at booth number C162F. If you're having trouble finding this email, just reach out to Julian or myself. And now for an interview with Ryan Embry and Dina Zimmerman, our retail council chairs and in-house ICSC experts. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Of course, happy to be here. Me too. So to recap last year's ICSC recon call, I wrote down five main takeaways from the call. And then afterwards, I'll have you guys highlight points or add other best practices for people going to ICSC this year. So number one, use ICSC as a deadline to land new clients and to collect information from existing clients. For instance, you can say, I'll be in front of X number of people at ICSC, and I need to get the marketing together now to maximize your exposure at the conference. Number two, write the time of your appointments on your calendar, either in the title or the description of the actual appointment. This way, you know the time zone change, if you have one, will not impact your schedule. And be sure to include your cell phone number on your calendar invite because you will run behind, you will miss meetings, or they might do so. And that way they have it right there. They can text you right away. And also note where your meetings are. Getting from the South Hall to the Central Hall can take 20 to 30 minutes depending on the shuttles on any given day. Number three, try to set up a follow meeting on your calendar right then and there. People are drinking out of a fire hose all day and will forget to follow up. Number four, it's not just about meetings. Make sure you block out any presentation you would like to attend. Some count as CE credit and you can summarize main points in blog or newsletter as another point of contact for your clients when you get back from the conference. And finally, number five, probably the most important point, wear comfortable shoes and have granola bars or protein bars on hand for meals on the go. So Ryan and Dina, do you have any other follow-up points or other best practices to highlight? Uh, number one that I want to make sure that every rem everybody remembers is bring a backup battery pack for your phone. You're going to find that um, you're going to burn through your battery pretty rapidly. So having one of those little portable chargers and your phone cord is a smart move, just so you're not running towards the end of the day and missing some of those meetings with clients because your phone is out of battery. So make sure to grab one of those. And um, I'm going to touch on one other thing you had mentioned. Uh, oh gosh, the deadline. I think that deadline is probably the most important thing that I utilize every single year before this conference. Right now I've got two different proposals out that will probably come to fruition before the conference. One's about a $20 million shopping center, another one's about a $4 million uh, mixed use asset. That when you have a call to action, when you're reaching out and talking to your clients and explaining to them that, hey, we're going to this, this international real estate convention that takes place in Las Vegas every single year where a lot of deals do actually take place, it's smart to have new inventory that you can talk about. So your owners don't necessarily recognize that, hey, there's not a lot of deals being signed on that floor, but it is a really good time to get in front of some buyers that maybe you haven't been able to connect with in the past. And if you have some new inventory that's not you know, six months old in an inventory that you're like, hey, I've got something new I want to talk to you about at Recon, um, it's nice to have something that's going live that week 
that you can get in front of them. So definitely try to line up the dominoes that you have some new inventory, not the stuff that's been out there on your website for the past six months, three months, whatever it is that you can get somebody excited about. Just a follow up kind of on that vein, Ryan. Um, I have found that it has been really helpful. You're right, not just to, to have a um, executed listing agreement on a property prior to ICSC. I, funny story, when we were recapping this stuff literally an hour before this call, um, I'm about to land what I'm hoping to be um, a very high profile assignment, assignment here in Chicago, and I used ICSC as the reason, as the, you know, excuse like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's get this going now because I've got this much time to, you know, prep and make, you know, marketing look beautiful so I can get this in front of the right people at ICSC. And this is an institutional landlord. They obviously know about ICSC and they really appreciated my enthusiasm and my aggressiveness for that. So I think it just shows how hard we work by doing that. And um, even when you, like you made a comment, you know, even we made them, we don't sign a lot of deals when we're at ICSE, but sometimes we do. You know, when you're working with a corporate um, firm, for example, a corporate franchise, which obviously with my tenant rep, I do a lot of that. Oftentimes all the players are at ICSC, the landlord, the tenant, and of course, you know, the corporate um, giant who happens to be the one that oftentimes signs the lease. I'm working on an offer right now that we're actually pushing that we can hope we can actually sign at ICSE. So again, it's a really good, it's a really good conference to use as deadlines to actually hold your clients accountable as well. So um, I, I think you made great points there, Ryan. This might sound funny, but one thing we forgot to touch on that seems so obvious, and it's something that more people forget than anything else on this list, don't forget your business cards. And if you don't have a check, check your inventory, it's, it's uh, how many people have I seen at FedEx? printing up business cards every year. I always know at least two to three people who do it. So I would go to your office tomorrow. I would look in your box of business cards, see how many you have left. If you don't have a lot, then make sure you order them and rush order them so you have them prior to ICSC. Um, funny, the other that, thing I ordered too, new business cards just last week, Dana, because of that, I realized, oh crap, yeah. I've only got about 20 left. I need cards. <laughs> right, well, and you know, I actually put, I actually put in my calendar um, I send myself an invitation the night before I fly out to ICSC okay. when I'm packing and I have a packing list and I include business cards on my checklist too, just to uh, save myself from myself sometimes. So uh, don't forget your business cards. And um, the final thing, um, point number three that Garrett talked about, try to set up a follow-up meeting on your calendar right then and there. Cause I, and Ryan said it last year best, people are drinking out of a fire hose all day and forget. Other thing you do is you follow up with anything you owe them there. I carry my iPad, uh, which is the most efficient way you know, to show properties or to discuss you know, client requirements. If somebody wants me to send them something, say a flyer, so I, I really try and go paperless if I can. Oftentimes, I will, you know, from your iPad or whatever your electronic device you're using, you can email that information to them immediately so they've got it in their inbox. So again, I'm saving myself for myself so I don't forget. Perfect. A um, few of things that I'm just kind of, you know, as, as Dina and I always do, I'm going to go off on tangents. I'm not sure this is the right place in the call to call some of these things out. But one of the things as you are creating a strategy for your recon event, make sure that you're watching where your meetings do take place. You did indicate yeah. that, hey, that walk can take 20, 30 minutes. Try to find groupings where when you're booking your table at the SVN booth, Try to see if you can get there and land for a four-hour window where people are just coming to see you and then realize the other half of the day, maybe you're down in the South Hall. 
So try to find and, and utilize your time effectively versus walking back and forth between the halls. Um, one of the things we talked about was food. Uh, for people who have not attended the show in the past, all the free samples for food are down in that South Hall. So sometimes you might want to schedule your meetings right around lunchtime down that South Hall. So you can grab your Jersey Mike sandwich or your Jimmy John's uh, or whomever else <laughs> is serving food this year. Um, so think about that when you're scheduling your day. And another thing as you're as you are scheduling, uh, and this is something that for the, the repeat attenders, we all recognize every single person that's attending this conference, you can find who's attending on the ICSC website. So know in advance who's going to be going to this event. So when you're making those calls for your meetings, you don't call and sound like you haven't done a little bit of the easy homework to see if they're even attending the show. So maybe it's a client that you've met with in the past, but go jump on ICSC.org, look up is Ryan Embry attending, and you'll see, yes, Ryan Embry has registered, he's attending the real estate convention. So don't, um, as you're spending this last month setting your calendar, don't spin your wheels with people who aren't necessarily gonna even have a presence at that conference that you get side railed um, or derailed with from a conversation standpoint. Brian, um, that is such a great point. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. That's a great yeah. point. And what's funny is for those who, might feel timid actually reaching out to someone saying, "Hey, I heard that you're, or I see that you're attending ICSC." To me, that is one of the warmest, you know, quote unquote, cold calls yeah. you can make. I I probably average two to three emails a week since you know for the past couple of weeks now as we're leading up to ICSC. People reaching out to me. I see that you're registered to attend. I'm wondering if you've got time on your calendar Monday. So I'm used to getting those emails. Everybody's used to getting those emails. That's especially for prospecting, and you really want to you know get a hold of someone to meet them face to face. Such a great point, Ryan. I, I, that's one of the most underutilized things I think we all need to get better at with our um, ICSC membership is being able to um, to use a tool like that. And that tool is really nice because you can really break out by call it vendor specialty. You may find that uh, somebody's identified themselves as a developer. And if it's somebody you haven't met before, hey, that might be somebody you want to reach out to and say, we haven't had the chance to connect. I'd love to spend 15 minutes with you at Recon. Can you swing by my booth or your booth? Whatever the case may be. You can also look by state, who's coming from your own home state. Now, I personally would suggest or you know, kind of indicate if they're in your home state, you should be getting in front of them more than just the once a year at Recon. So I'm hoping it's not just, hey, we fly all the way to Vegas just to see somebody that lives four blocks you know, from your building. So try to make sure that the time is used wisely with the, the limited hours that we really spend at that conference. Um, and, and on that note, I love that you said that because I think that's the biggest pitfall um, to productivity at ICSC is, um, you know, everybody here in Chicago, we all fly out and we go meet with each other at ICSC. Oftentimes, that can be productive if you're in the middle of a deal, if you've been meeting to connect because they have an out-of-state client, for example. I mean, there's definitely some great exceptions to, to meet people in your own hometown, but what I have been doing the past two years is um, groups reach out to me, local firms wanting to meet at ICSC, and, I, and a lot of them, their office is just a few blocks from mine. Before and right after ICSC, I've actually, I've, I'm, I'm very good about setting up portfolio reviews with other firms. Either they come to our SVN office or I go to their office with my team, and we spend an hour 
sometimes we'll do it over lunch. One time a group brought in beer and pizza, which was really fun, but we did a portfolio review. We were very, very efficient before ICSC and afterwards. We didn't have to spend that precious time at the booth that we could be meeting with a new prospect. And it, um, it makes you more um, productive. So that is another thing to keep in mind. If you don't, you know you want to meet with that person, but you don't necessarily need to meet them at ICSC, find another time to do it. It's a great way to, um, it's a great way to expand your business um, before and after the show as well. Completely agree with that statement. So good call. Well, and then, and then you have time to go to those presentations, which is number four that Garrick put on there. Yes, it's important if we're going out there, we do need to hold meetings. But the past couple of years, I've realized there's some really great sessions that um, go on that could A, help my business and B, I just think would be really interesting. You know, they always have great keynote speakers. As soon as that schedule comes out, I put it in my calendar and I do my very best to schedule around the, the sessions that I really want to see. Some of them do satisfy continuing education credits, but, off, but also um, I'm not shy to um, invite my clients who are there, especially my larger um, landlords and buyers who also attend with me. Last year, I took a couple of them to a few sessions and they loved it. And actually asked, one of them asked me this year, are we going to some sessions again together? I think it's just another great way to um, create strength in the current relationships that you already have. So don't forget that. Yeah, definitely great points. And uh, hey, just to chime in here, it's Julian now, guys. Great to talk to you. Um, yeah. am amazing recap on just the conference and some of the things that we should be doing beforehand. So what we want to do now is just kind of ask some questions for somebody new, a first timer, let's say, AKA myself here, a first time recon, ICSC recon attendee. And for somebody uh, that's uh, in SVN, one of the new advisors that might be attending for the first time, just ask some of the basic questions and kind of some of the other things that we should be doing or prep work that we should be doing for the conference coming up in a couple of weeks here. Julian, don't forget to wear coffee shoes and bring your business cards, first and foremost. <laughs> I know. Well, Express Docs, they're ordered. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got I got two handfuls. Okay, good. So uh, some of the, one of the first questions that we wanted to ask is, I know you guys talked about scheduling these meetings and taking the time out to meet with uh, other people that are there. So how many meetings should a new advisor uh, have scheduled every day, and how many do you think they should have by the end of the week? I'll take that if you that's cool, Ryan. Go for it. Um, it honestly, it's in my opinion, and Ryan may say something different. Um, in my opinion, Julian, it's quantity or excuse me, quality versus quantity. You know, you're out there, and yes, you do want to maximize your time, but don't have a meeting just to have a meeting um, because I think you can miss out on other opportunities. You know, for those of you know, obviously we're there for retail, like Ryan had said, the sell call. That's the big retailer floor. You want to make sure you block out time to go walk and talk to all of the retailers that are there. Yeah, go get a go get a sandwich at Jersey Mike's, but go talk to the Jersey Mike's people, whether you're looking to pick them up as an account or if you have a site for them. So um, you want to make sure you have time for that and have quality meetings. I'd rather have five total meetings at ICSC, which of course we all know isn't going to happen. That would be a dream. But if they're all really effective and efficient, then it's better than loading up your calendar with 20 meetings a day. I, a lot of people do, and Brian, I'm curious, but I think you probably do this. I know a lot of people try and do 15 minute interval meetings. Sometimes that makes sense for me. Oftentimes I don't like to rush and my meetings wind up turning into closer to 20 to 30 minutes. And um, I, I'd rather have a little bit more time to talk and a little bit more time before and after That's just me. But again, I think it's about being efficient um, so 
I don't really have a good number for you there, Julian, in terms of it, how many. And I'm sorry because we're probably looking for a number, but I think it's more about the quality of those meetings and like, why are you setting up the meeting in the first place? What, why do I want to meet with this person? Or why would this person want to meet with me? I think you start from there and your days automatically fill in. What do you think, Brian? I think that's a, a really good uh, point to start. I would, if I had to put a number on paper, I'd say probably 12 meetings per day. And you touched on something that I was going to also yeah. mention is that oftentimes when you're calling to set meetings, you're calling saying, I'd love to spend 15 minutes with you to talk about, you know, whatever you're calling about, a property, a tenant. When you have specific people that you know you're going to need to spend more time with, or maybe it's a little bit deeper relationship, or maybe you're mid-negotiation a deal and it's going to get derailed from a, hey, let's talk at 10,000 feet to, geez, we're down in the weeds right now. You, I would try to see if you could spend, you know, tell them it's 30 minutes, so plan for 45 if you're walking between meetings uh, right. within whatever hall you're in. So I think that it's one of these, uh, it's, you have to, it's a gut call. You know, how much time do you need to spend with somebody? And make sure they know in advance what that expectation looks like and does their calendar allow for that. And if it's something where you think it's going to take 45 minutes but they've only got 15, you just have a, a very thorough follow-up email, like we talked about earlier, that you need to send a, off saying, hey, I want to, upon our return, talk about X, Y, Z, and lay those things out uh, and timelines for next steps. So the, the thing I would mention, oh, the thing I was going to mention real fast is when you're looking at, you know, each meeting's 15 minutes, most people don't book on that, you know, the, the quarter hour, it's mostly like, yeah, I'll meet you at nine, I'll meet you at 9.30, and then that last 15 minutes of that half an hour window is you're walking to that next meeting. At least that's how I've arranged my calendar historically. Yeah. The one thing I think you'll find is that your early morning meetings will be things that are most likely missed. <laughs> so be careful a little bit with your time. If it's somebody that really is an important client that you wanna make sure you get some face time with, don't book them at eight o'clock on Tuesday morning. Um, you'll find a lot of people go out and have a little bit later evening. So yeah, eight o'clock is fine to roll into your office when you're at your home office, uh, you know, in Chicago or in Portland here, for example. But after a late night, some people are not uh, top of their game and you may find that that's a canceled meeting that you can't find a way to put them back on the calendar somewhere else in the day. So for the really important people, try to make sure they're not at the, the shoulder hours of any one of those days. Uh, the other one would be half half the convention disappears to go see if their name is drawn for a co-star car on that Tuesday oh, afternoon. Yeah. So don't go put a calendar invite for somebody that you really want to spend time with at four o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, because they're going to be <laughs> over at the co-star booth waiting to see if their name's called. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> so will I. Can't wait for that. That's actually usually the, that's usually the afternoon I spend walking the floor, just knowing that people are kind of yeah, about there. Um, and you know, you actually, I wanted to touch on one thing too. You made a good point about the, you know, the 15 minute meeting and then buying yourself the additional 15 minutes to get to your next location. That's such a good point. And you're also um, buffering in some time because ultimately somebody's late, whether it's me or the person I'm meeting with and you want to, you, you want to have that buffer. I'm also a big proponent of letting people know how much time you have. You know, thanks, Ryan, for sitting down, you know, meeting me at 9 o'clock at my booth. I really appreciate it. I do want you to know I have a really firm 930. So if this goes over, I'm going to have to cut it short, but, we, you know, we can follow up later. And I think it's just setting the expectation how much time you have so you can be efficient in that meeting. Because it's amazing how fast 15 minutes can go by, let alone 30, believe it or not. Great. 
one other thing when we're talking about some of the best practices, if our booth is laid out the same way it has been in the past, we've got pretty small tables that we sit in with the bar height seats. When you're leaning in, talking to people, make sure you pack breathments. That's one thing you don't want to be remembered for <laughs> at your conference is the guy that has the you know coffee breath all day long. So bring your breath in on top of your bar chargers or whatever. It. Or exactly, <laughs> it might be whiskey. <laughs> oh, that's these are the real. This is the really good advice, the insider's advice. Yeah. I love it. Um, so you guys <laughs> mentioned uh, just getting to things on time and kind of scheduling out, um, making sure that you have time to get from place to place. So kind of with all of this madness going on during the week, how do you guys stay organized? And then not only that, but what is kind of the best way to get around the actual conference? When you first walk into the convention center and like you'll see, I'm not even joking you, hundreds of people flocking to what looks, you know, these little kiosks. Everyone's going for the same thing, the lanyard for your badge. And there's um, books that you pick up and it, it'll, um, there's a map in there. So you can open it up and the map will tell you like the entire layout and then the book itself like you could look up SBN in it and it'll say um where are we we're c162 app is that correct and yep and so uh it'll say where we're at so uh i always grab two and <laughs> i leave one at the booth um not just for myself but for any other SBN or um, and I, I carry one with me, but it's also just in case I lose it or forget it. But that, that, that's like your Bible that week. Hang on to that because it'll help you get anywhere you need to go. And if you're new, you, you know, obviously we really um, encourage you to go to the convention early. Um, I believe Tony Romo is the uh, keynote speaker on Sunday, which is when a lot of people go to set up booths and also pick up their badge and, and kind of get to know the lay of the land. That's a great time to pick up that book. Even if you just want to go over there and do that and go back to the pool, at least you can look at the book the day ahead of time and look at the map and even mark out where you need to go. I, I think that, that's one way to stay organized. Myself, personally, my calendar invite, or excuse me, my calendar, I live by that sucker. I mean, that's, to me, the week of ICSC is even more important than email, believe it or not. So I think um, that really helps me stay, that really helps me stay organized and Again, everyone has their different comfort levels. I like to be paperless. So I'm very, very organized with all of my folders for my presentations and meetings at ICSC on my iPad. So I have very little, but what I have is um, organized according to time, date, alphabetized the whole nine yards. So I'm not fumbling when I'm in the middle of a meeting. So it's just getting prepared ahead of time. So you don't, you know, so you don't feel so overwhelmed in the madness of ICSC. So I'm going to touch on one thing that you just you just said, and I think is really important, Dina, is be prepared. When you're sitting in these meetings, uh, again, everybody's time is very valuable at Recon. So don't just wing it. Make sure that you have a purpose that you have laid out in advance for what you want to accomplish during those 15 minutes you get to spend with somebody. Uh, especially if it's somebody that you're making an impression for the very first time. Make sure you're spot on, not just, hey, what's happened in the market? You know, Tell me a little bit about blah, blah, blah. Have some true laser-like focus on what you can deliver. What is the differentiation you're going to provide? And how are you going to be memorable from this event? So make sure that if it is somebody that you've never met with before, you've just talked on the phone, go ahead and uh, on the ICSC website, when you're looking at uh, people that have registered, everybody's required to upload a headshot. So know what your client looks like in advance. Maybe do a little... Um, you know, on a Word document, put in, here's all the people I'm meeting with, a little headshot next to it. So you recognize that person before they even walk up to the booth, you can go, you know, 
say hello. And they're going to be impressed that you've gone to that little extra effort of, hey, we've never met before, but you know what I look like. This guy's a little more thorough than others may be. So make sure you have an agenda, a purpose in, in advance before you sit down with every single one of those meetings. Excellent, excellent advice. Okay. And a lot of a lot of this call has been about the prep work for the conference. I want to switch gears just a little bit and ask, now that the conference is over, um, you met all these people, you had, like you said, maybe 20 meetings, 15, 20 meetings a day. What kind of follow-up do you have to be doing once the conference comes to an end? Um, I'm going to take that for a sec because I want to back up. You, you made a really good point about all the things we've been talking about thus far. The one thing we haven't talked about that is in direct relation to the follow-up, Julian, is the networking events. So there's, there's all the parties. Everybody goes to at night. Um, you should check the calendar because there's a few networking events that, on like the societies and institutes like CCIM. Um, I know, I think CCIM at their booth does a small networking event. Is that correct, Brian? That sounds accurate. They, they have in the year yeah. past. I've not seen anything yet for this yeah. year, but I'm sure there will be. And Crew, which is the Women's Commercial Organization, I know they have one. You know, those are those are good um, ones to attend because obviously, you know, you're networking with people nationwide. And then there's the networking events every evening. And you know, the the non real estate people who here I go to Las Vegas and I'm you know I get to go to the co-star party at I think it's the Palm right Ryan on Sunday night to go, yep. you know hang with co-star and imagine dragons and everybody's like oh that's so cool yeah it is but we're not there to party i mean sure mommy enjoys her cocktails as we all know but that's a really great <laughs> opportunity if you can't meet with a person during the convention oftentimes it's like julian i know you don't have any time on your calendar monday or tuesday is there any chance you're going to the mid-america party monday night yeah actually i was going to swing by there before my dinner i'll be there about seven tell you what i'll meet you there because i'm going to go anyway and you don't have a meeting. You're at a networking event. You are not, it's not like you're sitting down and having a meeting, but you can have a really great face-to-face -face and potentially with someone you haven't met before. And I do find oftentimes at those uh, events, and sometimes it's the ones that are a little later in the evening, um, I'm not saying people are completely soft up. Sometimes they are, but people are definitely in a more relaxed and it's a different environment, you know, just automatically than what happens at the show. And Oftentimes, I find I've had the best conversations and connections at the networking events, even more so some years than at the actual convention. So again, it's having your business card on you. And I, mean, I suppose it's easy for me because I have, I have a purse, but find a way to carry a pen because oftentimes if you give me your card, I will make a little note on it why I want to follow up with you. And you know, then I, I, I put all those cards and all those notes together when I travel home. So I don't want to, I don't want to discount how great if you do it the right way, how great that networking, those events can be and how you can make some of the best and sometimes the most lifelong connections. So it's when you get back from the convention, it's organizing those cards and it's organizing your notes from the meetings and doing an immediate follow-up sooner rather than later. I mean, a lot of people are playing catch up, right? So if you are following up via email, just make sure, um, you know, you're going to get you yourself and the people you're sending the information to, they're going to get inundated with hundreds of emails. So I'm very careful about what I put in the subject line. And sometimes if I have met somebody fun at a networking event where they said, you know what, after ICSE, give me a call because I do have this shopping center I want to talk to you about. I can get away with this. So everybody's got to use their own personality. But sometimes in the subject line, I'll write, you know, important, tall, blonde, following up about shopping center. And sometimes they'll really... 
oftentimes, all the time, let's face it, they laugh at me, but they remember and they, they open the email. Everything gets lost in translation sometimes, though, so that's not the word I'm looking for. Everything sometimes gets lost in emails and it gets buried. Make sure you set a calendar invite to yourself for maybe a week later to follow up via phone then because, again, people are playing catch up and it can take a few days. Would you say that's so, Ryan? Oh, yeah. No, I think you've nailed it. I think I can't tell you how important those, uh, you know, again, the evenings really are. I think that one of the bigger deals I have done because of recon is because of networking with a client that I'd never done business with in the past. We talked on the phone before, but, you know, connected at a cocktail party. Uh, he told me about some of the properties he was looking for. And I happened to be working on something that met those, you know, met those needs and sold a $10 million office property because of that. So it is all about making sure you're out there shaking up hands and just listening, listening to what they need or what you can help them with. Um, and then yeah. it's all about the follow-up. And uh, Ryan, I want to elaborate on one point that you made earlier about doing your homework. Um, and you guys might not even know this, but especially if you're a new advisor at SVN, you have access to RCA. So if you have a meeting with a developer or an owner that's going to be at the conference, you can dig into their portfolio in RCA and see where their holdings are, you know, where their target markets are, and you can really impress them with uh, just showing that you've done your homework on the company. And that would make a great first impression, and you'd probably get some follow-up after that. Just a quick note. This is my 13th ICSC, and I would like that's a brand new tip I wouldn't have even thought of. So thank you. I'm promise I'm going to do that. That's a great idea. <laughs> Good to hear. I think you can even put you can put that even on steroids by making sure you spent time on their website. Go look at. You know, most companies identify what their mission statement is or what their core covenants might look like. And if you try to use those as some keywords in your conversation, they're going to feel that you've done your homework. And I think it even connects that, you know, that magnetism is even stronger if you can lay those things out in the conversation. So it's Absolutely. all about the prep work. Absolutely. Awesome. And our next question, actually, you guys already covered. I'm, I'm really glad you did it. It was how important is it to be attending these events that are hosted by the sponsors? And I know you guys just uh, had the chance to hit the nail on the head there. So that's amazing. It sounds like you guys did your homework. <laughs> so uh, the last question that we have uh, for both of you, and we'd love to get both of your insight on this, is if there is anything that a new advisor that's attending uh, ICSC Recon for the first time should be doing, what is it? Your one thing must do for every advisor that's going to be in attendance. Hit in and out um, I mean, burger. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Yes, good call, Nina. <laughs> Animal style, double double. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> love. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> well, no, I. First of all, I love that answer. I think that's you know both seasons and new should be doing that every single year. <laughs> yes. No, I want to make sure again. This is a this is an investment that you know just like when we look at the cost of going to any conference, we want to make sure there's return on that investment. So. Even if it's your first time, make sure that you, you do a little bit of homework and don't just arrive and say, well, this is my first year. I'm just going to walk the floor and kind of figure it out. There's just there's a huge lost opportunity. So make sure that it, it's, you know, you're making these phone calls. The reason that we're doing this podcast now instead of waiting to, you know, until the typical time that Dina would have, Dina and I would have this phone call, which is, you know, two weeks into May that's too late to be effective. So we want to make sure that this message is really resonating with all those new advisors that they can prep for this. This is something just like, you know, back in high school, you're, you're prepping for your SATs. You don't just show up the day of the test and say, I think I got this. You're spending months making sure that you are at the top of your game. 
make sure you arrive at this event at the top of your game. Put the hours in, make sure it's done right. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, the one thing I believe everybody should be doing at the conference, this is obviously going out to SDN, so uh, network with your other SDN advisors. If there's downtime and you're at the booth and there's other people, even if I'm standing there and I'm not doing anything, please come and introduce yourself. That's a great, you know, especially if people aren't able to make it to our national conference every year, this is a great opportunity to network within our own company, get to know you know, who, who's doing, you know, doing retail and, you know, what market and what their area of specialty is. You never know. You might have an opportunity to work with them or refer them business. So if you're there, maximize the SDN network as well. Julie and Garrick, I'm just one, one more thing that I think I mention every year. And I, I'm glad that this message is being sent out to all of SDN because I think that as much as we call this show the retail show, there is a huge opportunity for advisors and other product types to actually make a difference. Um, think about how your retail is all about the distribution model behind it, making sure the products and goods are in the right locations at the right times for those consumers. When you go to this convention, you're meeting with some of these larger operators, you know, whether it's tenants or otherwise, and you stop and you show up as an industrial broker and talk about their distribution and how you might have some cross docks that might work for them. That is a very different, probably refreshing conversation versus the brokers beating on big five sporting goods saying, hey, let's talk about all your retail locations. They might want somebody to touch on, hey, there's a better location to be more effective from a distribution standpoint. So we know that, for example, Ashley Bloom attends a show. He's the product counsel for land. He recognizes that land is the first piece in a retail development. So try to think outside the box a little bit about um, you know, who else could be beneficial in your office. So if you don't have an industrial broker listen to this call, mention to them, hey, have you ever thought about going to recon? You might be a breath of fresh air in these conversations because not everybody's talking about, again, distribution or logistics that are still very important to many of these tenants. A great point, Ryan. Excellent. Well, we want to thank the both of you. I mean, we know this was your idea to kind of get this call together. We wanted to get the word out on kind of some prep work and what everyone should be doing at ICSC Recon. So Garrick and I just wanted to thank you guys again so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules and kind of just informing all of SVN and our listeners on some tips and tricks of two seasoned veterans. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Uh, yeah, put this together. And then we look forward to seeing you and everybody else from SVN at the conference here in about a month. Absolutely, and we would like to thank everybody for listening to this very special ICSC edition of SVN On The Go.